0: Hello. Hello. How is it going this week? <laughs> I don't know very good. I think I'm a samurai, uh, samurai jack
1: today. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I don't know where uh, that came up came from, but yeah. Well we that's don't know, we, mind, don't know mind, a, we, we don't know where
0: anything you say comes from, but we still like it. We still like it. I mean we do hey, we do it's a me. Mr. Mario, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh it's, All right, a, you it, boy. it's I'm good, thank you. How are you, Juicy? It's a new week. <laughs> yeah it is
1: uh well the second day of the week anyway
0: yeah yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know monday is is uh is the first uh first day of the week and a new week and tuesday is it puzzling depends. passion day
1: it actually depends if you're uh i think the american people say that monday is the second day and the week starts at uh, on sunday
0: that's yeah, why you have uh, this option in outlook
1: Exactly, which is really destroy disturbing. But hey, <laughs> <laughs>
0: anyway, whatever floats your <laughs> <we're> goat. <going to. laughs> exactly. What are we gonna talk about today, Maxi boy? Uh, we're gonna talk about what skills we think are important for um, becoming a game d- designer slash game developer. Um, there are a bunch of things that you can learn out there, and and I think that I mean this is only our opinion, right? So it's it's not. No, actually, to... it's not. Okay.
1: It is uh... There is actually a lot of theory on what you should be able to uh, have, which skills you should have in your baggage yeah. when you when you come to a project, and of course it depends on which role you're taking.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, I there there is a general opinion, um, but it's still you know, it, it, many people will have many many opinions about this, I guess. Uh, I don't know. But before we start, we got 100 listens last week. So we want to thank everybody who listens to our podcast. And thank you for supporting us. Thank you for listening to us. And we, I mean, we always hope that you find um what we say valuable and of use in in some way um you know or entertaining entertaining i don't know it's it, maybe both i hope yeah. both.
1: and especially since uh, you could be doing something else during that time so i really appreciate it
0: yeah exactly yeah yeah this is this is really i mean it's uh it's like you say taking i know we have pretty long podcasts um it's we, we usually pass the hour mark with our discussion so taking an hour off from your time during the day and everybody's busy and everything like that it's um you know pretty valuable to us so we don't we don't want to waste your time either uh, but it's it we're thankful for your time always always uh, so thank you and let's keep keep it going. Um, okay, so where should we start, uh, Jus? What do you think?
1: Um, I think we should be starting on the uh, game designer, oh, from the game designer view. Uh, and then right. we can go into separate roles. I think that would be the most, uh, uh, the easiest way to get into something. Yeah, sure. Because a game designer, in my opinion, and also in terms of uh, the theory and literacy that is out there, uh, literature, sorry, uh should be able to know a whole bunch of stuff and that comes to no surprise because you know developing a game is a multi-disciplinary uh, endeavor yeah and just as with with a with a with the game engine you need to be able to like implement sound having the network features etc being the game designer is kind of being the game engine right Yeah, you're you're the core of the team Uh, from the infancy of project, you're supposed to create an experience and to be able to create an experience, you need to have your foot in a whole lot of small ponds.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, And one of those things is animation. For instance, Mm -hmm. you need to be able to to know at least the core elements of what animation should be, how it's how it should be done.
0: Yeah. Um, Of course,
1: there there are a lot of people. uh, Disney are really good at this. Um, There are really a lot of things to get into if you want to. But just the core thing that makes a character or vegetation come to life through animation uh, sets a flavor onto the game, right? Yeah, yeah. And also... I'm just going to go through a couple of uh, things that I think are important from from a game developer uh, standpoint. You should be able to know architecture, for instance. You should know how to design buildings, for instance, or how how a city is structured, uh, and those kinds of things uh, to make it look as if this could be a believable thing. Within the context of of your game, uh, you should be able to, of course, brainstorm. You need to know how to get your ideas out, and you need to be able to filter them, basically, on the fly. What makes certain things uh, work for your game? Yeah, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> of course, as a game de- uh, game designer, you need to know the business side of your game as well. Is this actually sellable? Is it something that people uh, want to play and how much can I actually sell this game for if I decide to release it on the switch for instance yeah but also uh, tying into the economic side of the game where you're supposed to know how complex economics works together say that you have a you have an inventory system right and you can you can uh, pick up an axe which you decide this isn't for me what do you do with it you just throw it out uh, and just leave leave it there, or should you give the the player the ability to to sell that? And if you give the ability to sell that, with it comes a lot of questions. How much do you sell it? If you if you give too much value to an item, people will just hoard a minion uh, or enemies just to get the items in order to sell them, because that gives them an an early advantage yeah within the game uh, so there's that's just a couple of things i think we can just touch on a lot of different things during the talk um, yeah but i just wanted to set set the the tone for
0: uh, yeah and i think i think that's uh, that's uh great i mean it's always nice to kind of start off somewhere and i think yeah, like exactly. a, a game a game designer is a, a bit of a one and all uh, character exactly. <laughs> so, so like, exactly yeah so so you need to know maybe you're not specified or specifically know everything in in great detail but you need to know a little about everything um because people might ask you th- things so I, I think like being good at collaboration for example creating a, a video game i mean if okay sure if you're running a solo project maybe that's not a big deal um if you have a Teams uh, or a team, then you need to know how to work in a collaborative environment. Exactly, uh, communication
1: is is really important.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, and and it's and it's it's good to know that I mean how your work will affect the team uh, and and your project. Um, and and since you're this jack of all trades, you know time management is an important thing, for example, as well. Um, you have to prioritize deadlines and and keep keep track of where you are in your development and and things like that and one thing that you you touched on um, in the introduction part here is uh, this you know know when to throw something out and and if it fits your game the critical thinking part of being a game designer it's like you know are players excited will players be excited to play this game will players be excited about this addition and how much does this add uh, in value to our game so you need to be criticizing everything is this good is this bad because it's it's always good to criticize yourself a bit um, so so you can know is this good not just go in into something with oh this is going to be awesome this is immediately going to be awesome because nothing is immediately awesome. (laughs) Um, And not, you know, there's a, there's, there's two sides to every coin, like you say in, in English. So every, everything that you bring uh, has a drawback. Um, So, yeah. And uh, like you said, effective communication that that's very, very um, uh, important
1: you're How touching about... on a couple of subjects oh, sorry if I just uh,
0: yeah I can ask my to, question later so you can continue yeah. and I can ask that I just that want tonight.
1: to add to something that you said uh, you said that um, you need to be able to to criticize yourself right Yeah. Uh, you are probably the worst critic of yourself and if you're going to criticize if you're going to be effective as communication you also need to be able to listen to the truth of your teammates and the 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 people that are actually creating your game uh, alongside with you yeah that's true and and hearing things we actually talked about this in the psychology episode previously where hearing stuff yourself from another point of view can be kind of uh, what is what's the word for it um it can be humbling if the people giving you the critique are good at it and doing it in the right way. But it can yeah. also be something that is really uh ah. I'll get back to that one later. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, you need to be able to listen to people and especially listen um in the right way. Whenever your client, uh the 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 guys who are beta testing or alpha testing your game, even at that stage You need to be able to listen to their to their critique and just strip out the 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 things that make your game or the feature work against the game, the core of the game.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. So uh, you had a question there. Yeah, I was thinking like, do we think programming is a is an important part of a game designer designers work, or I mean, they should have some kind of fundamental knowledge of programming, I guess.
1: Or is uh, I would it say that definitely important? Not. Okay. Okay. Uh, programming is something that is more of an. That's the skill that you need f- for implementing the game, but you could basically take the game in. If you're a good game designer, you could probably take the game that you're creating in the digital form, and create a tabletop version of it. Yeah. The core of the game should basically be the same. So, give looking at it in in the light of that. You shouldn't be, you don't actually have to be a programmer for it. Of course, if you know the technical aspects of a game, what is technically uh, achievable within the time frame that you set out to create a game, all the better. But I yeah. wouldn't say that it's a crucial thing. Every skill that you bring to the table as a game designer is really valuable.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's that's true. Uh, I, yeah, yeah. It doesn't hurt know exactly. to know programming. It's like... exactly.
1: One of the things that comes to mind, um, if you if you contrast the programming to another skill, um, creative writing would be such a such a skill. You don't have to know it, but it's a good thing to have. It's a good thing to be able to create a story. Yeah. From the perspective of a of an actual game writer.
0: Yeah, exactly. Because I mean, like storytelling ability is. Um, a big part of a game designer's work i'm 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 guessing uh like you know from character development and and producing dialogue and humor suspense conflict and and all that I, I guess that's that's also a big part of a game designer's work or isn't it
1: um it depends on if you have a game writer on your team or not okay if you don't have a game writer then definitely uh, otherwise there is a specific role for for, for that uh, either through the uh, through the lens of cinematographer. Damn, that word is really hard to say.
0: Cinematographer, yeah, yeah
1: exactly. Uh, or a game writer, uh, which is basically creating all the dialogue for you. Yeah. Um, if you have a cinematographer on your team as well, um, or someone that knows the, the basics of cinematography, um, then you can add a lot of. Uh, cut scenes that are that pull out the best from the dialogues
0: yeah yeah i mean because those guys really know how to place the camera how it should how it should be in a dialogue which person to focus on which stuff to focus on and when and placement of the characters in general and scene and lighting yeah, um, and all that um,
1: and just like camera settings the, the field of view the uh the depth of field and those kinds of things, yeah. the uh, aperture, um, the shutter speed, all of those things actually tie into the the cutscene, even yeah. though you don't think of them. They're they're always there.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. That's that's the beauty of it, making it seamless, so you don't think about it, and it's just like watching a movie. Because in movies as well, it's it takes a very, very, very high skill to you know set up all these scenes and all the dialogues and and everything um so they do feel so- somehow you know natural or you know non-intrusive or something like that um, I'd say
1: they they capture the the mystique yeah i really like i i really like that kind of a view uh, on the on a good movie they they put you in a seat of the driver basically while still just look over the shoulder of the character that's in the scene
0: yeah they, yeah
1: they they focus you on the things that are really important without you actually knowing it yeah and surprise you whenever there's something really cool about it
0: yeah yeah well that's you know that's that's uh what i mean we usually because we as humans watch a lot of movies and series and stuff we underestimate that because it's like you're you're an observer of something, um, and and they make they make things in such a way so you feel like you're there, but still observing in some way. So it's it's really cool. I mean, um, but yeah, having having a person like that will definitely, at least if you have a lot of cutscenes and stuff uh, in your game, will definitely elevate it probably because you can you can have a pretty high quality um, on those cutscenes. Yeah,
1: I mean, it depends on the on the game that you're creating. If you have if you have a strategy game for mobile, then you're probably not going to have a cinema a cinematographer uh, on site, right?
0: Yeah, You're not yeah. going
1: to create those kinds of those kinds of scenes. No, but
0: exactly. But if you have
1: a but if you have a game that is heavily influenced by story or heavily influenced by the things that you want to keep out of focus, etc., then just having a basic knowledge of uh, what makes a good movie good is a good thing it's a good skill to have
0: yeah yeah i mean all of these are i guess some skills are absolutely necessary <clears throat> like you know being able to time plan something and and now we're talking still about game designers um and and effective communication to to your team so you can you can uh, Communicate, you know, what you want done and how and stuff, so the team understands correct you correctly. Yeah. there? Yeah.
1: Uh, I just want to create a t- distinction there between the the game designer and the producer. Yeah, yeah. Oftentimes they are the same, but most of the times when it comes to AAA games, the producer isn't the one that is the game designer.
0: Yeah, exactly. So just yeah.
1: keep that in mind. Yeah. We're, we're thinking in terms of indie games uh, right now. Oh,
0: yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah.
1: Having a triple A game, say the ones that create Battlefield, uh, the producer is probably not someone that knows exactly um, why a building is structured as it is, is just responsible for getting the game out there in time, getting the the stakeholders, the public, uh, the marketing, and all of those things tied together uh, neatly
0: yeah yeah so exactly yeah we're
1: thinking of this in terms of indie
0: yeah 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 that's uh that's true so i mean the role of of game designer i guess is a bit more important i guess in indie or what do you think
1: um yeah when it comes to indie you're basically both producer and game designer yeah. and designing the game is basically the whole stage before you create the game. Of course, you're iterating the game uh, a couple of times. You're creating some kind of a prototype uh, that you take to to the publishers and show them off that, hey, this is the this is the core loop that we have in the game. You go into a level, you beat a bunch of monsters, uh, you get a bunch of loot, you use that loot to gain favor in some kind of a faction somewhere, and then you do this over and over and over. So yeah. when, when you show the the publisher that you are basically putting on your producer hat, but when you're actually des- designing the game, uh, that's when you do it. You do that before you actually go into publishing
0: uh, yeah. talks. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, now um, I don't I don't know uh, about developers. So if you're a game developer yeah um, what do uh, I think' programming a, is special. one i, I yeah, would exactly. say
1: that is a that is a really wide term as well yeah uh, when you say game developer, that also includes sound and sound design yeah you're a game developer even even though you're not touching the programming part, you're developing the game, but in the aspects of sound whenever you're a game when you create a game, you're not actually just creating a game you're creating an experience, and the different parts of the game uh creation that's when you get into the different different aspects uh like sounds uh visual effects um, programming ai etc yeah, yeah um so in terms of programming yeah of course uh if you're if you're creating if you are the one developing the game in terms of actual code then definitely yeah you need to be able to know a bunch of different ways to not only look into the engine, of course, you need to be able to use the engine properly, but also know what makes your engine tick. How yeah. can you reduce latency, or uh, frame rate uh, problematics without cutting down on the features?
0: Yeah so that's yeah, something that is
1: really that's really important in yeah terms i think
0: of I, I think that like you said i mean if we're looking from an indie perspective you're probably going to have to ma- master some uh, multiple of these skills because you yeah. know if you're if you're a triple a studio like you said you could be just working with you know ui design for example and then Uh, some other people are working with ai design and other people are doing the modeling and and so on so you can have much more specified roles but if you're an indie um, in a small team for example then you might need to master several of these skills so exactly programming is one of them i don't think i mean while there are uh, you know there are game engines out there you can and Unity, uh, you can do that. I don't know if you can do it in Unreal, but I mean, you can create a game in Unity without coding a single line of code. That's um, basically
1: the, the the strength of Unreal, which a lot of people are um, had a lot of problems with from the uh, designers that don't program have had the tendency to go to Unreal, not only because of graphics, but also because you can visually tie together things. And, okay, but and now just a cup. I think like a month ago or maybe two, uh, Unity got their official version of it.
0: Okay, so so in Unreal you can you can actually create a game without coding a single line of code. Exactly. Okay, I didn't know that you actually. Also,
1: you, you also have templates within the Unreal engine. So whenever yeah. you start a program, uh, I mean start a game development cycle, you say, hey, this is a, a top-down FPS game, third-person shooter or something and you have uh, basically a template. yeah
0: that's true that's true actually i never i just never thought i thought it would be the other way around to be honest because i i thought that unity would be the one where you could more easily create but i know that unity has also also 2d template um yeah but But it's basically
1: just uh, a bunch of package packages and presets um Basically, what you're saying, uh, whenever you create the 2D project, is you're telling Unity to set the default settings for your camera to be 2D orthographic, and whenever they, whenever you import uh, a texture or an an image, it is imported as a 2D sprite. Oh yeah. In yeah. contrast to when you use a 3D version, uh, you say to the cameras, uh, to the camera settings, please just. Uh, Make these settings default, which is perspective. Uh, I think with the near clipping setting and the far clipping setting at fifty and a thousand something, mm-hmm. uh, and whenever you import an image, it is imported as a two D texture and not oh, yeah. as a sprite. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, it's basically just the same thing, but yeah, settings. Yeah, yeah. Whereas so, in the mm-hmm. Unreal Engine, you actually get a a complete template.
0: Okay. Okay, well, that's that was uh, actually very good to know. i didn't I didn't know that. I had no idea that um, you could do that in UnREal. I was always kind of assuming that when you're running Unreal, you would be expecting expected to do some coding uh, either way. But you know that doesn't really matter because what happens is, like you said, when you actually have to do optimizations and stuff, um, you're losing a lot of control when you're not programming so i mean while you can do you can create your game without coding a single line um, understanding what happens underneath is uh, far more uh, important because like you said before you know you, you need not only programming skills but you need to know video graphics and hardware um, so you know okay well if it's a console it's easier because it's like well you know i have a pretty predetermined system that i'm running on so if you're writing something for the switch i guess it's more complicated now because you know even consoles like ps4 they have the ps4 pro so you can do other things on the ps4 pro that you can't do on the first generation playstation and the same thing goes for xbox which is you know in i've i've heard some things about that because Last week we talked about the the Xbox launching this uh, this cheaper Series S, um, that was basically a, a little brother to the Series X, and now some developers I I think that was ID Software, a developer I saw on Twitter, um, posted that well you know this is gonna make things more complicated for us game developers because now we have to think about this series s as well and it makes things more complicated when developing stuff Um, because before you know you had the console you knew that okay this is the system that i'm gonna develop for for the next six years or whatever the lifetime of a console was before i guess some somewhere in, in in those numbers um and you knew it like the hardware doesn't change and that's what's easier with with the with the consoles that you already know what you're running on you know the limitations you have um and then you can just go and develop um and right now these limitations are kind of switching between the different consoles that they they put out so it's going to be like you know you got two versions of the xbox um you got two versions of the ps5 however the ps5 differences in in hardware is none you have the digital ps5 which doesn't have a blu-ray reader that's it um so yeah yeah it's it's just it's only download
1: only yeah
0: exactly yeah they don't they don't have and it's i don't know they haven't announced any prices so i don't know how much cheaper it's going to be but there's no hardware hardware difference underneath the in, in the box um, but then you know three years down the line if they if they launch a ps5 pro and you know Xbox or Microsoft launches a, a new Xbox then and and everybody's kind of expecting backwards compatibility then on the Xbox side you're gonna have the series s the series X and the new thing and you never know what's gonna happen because you know now they launched two so they could launch two more right it's like
1: um, yeah but there's a there's a slight angle that i want to add on to just finish off your uh your thought uh, process there and i i just want to add to a couple of th- issues that you're taking up there
0: yeah i was i was basically finished but but the 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 whole um gist of the tweet was that it's becoming increasingly more complicated for developers to develop on consoles as well if the variation is too high because on pc you have a lot of different hardwares that you need to think about um, because you're never going to know what people are running on and some people of course if it's very old hardware they're not going to be able to run their game probably or something like that Um, and they're just going to have to live with it but there are still a lot of variations out there Um, yeah you can uh, go i I was done with that
1: as to the the last the last point that you made there one of the solutions that uh, game devs have had throughout the years is that they basically have a setting screen for you to be able to customize the the game experience to your needs. Uh, that is one way for them to, uh, lower the, the resolutions, for instance, in order to be able to put some more power into the things that actually matter, uh, or add FXAA or whatever. Yeah. Uh, those, those things are basically just customized options. Yeah. When it comes to consoles, I really don't get what the, uh, the guy from ID Software was uh, thinking of because when whenever you develop for a console, say the Switch, you have a you have your dev kit, which is basically a, a all of the hardware that you get from the Switch, plus a bunch of other stuff going on for debugging, etc. Uh, it's basically specialized stuff for uh, for whatever console you're developing for
0: yeah and I guess the ability to load custom ROMs and stuff like exactly. that yeah
1: so whenever whenever you have a custom hardware uh, whenever you want to develop something for a hardware you have custom hardware basically yeah uh, and in terms of when you're when you're releasing stuff uh, you always should as a good practice uh, aim towards the lowest Possible configuration, say for for, in terms of the, the the PS Five, for instance, or the Xbox. You know that the, there is a limitation on, uh, say, four gigs of memory, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and you go for that, and you always develop for it, and you add, within Unity, you can do it really easily. You have a couple of settings. You can say that, uh, you have different profiles. You have, uh, Ultra. You have High, Low, etc. And yeah. you can just add—it's literally just a bunch of uh, checkboxes, things that you want to have included and not. Yeah. No, now the problems—the problems what I what I think he was he was thinking of is that previously you've had Xboxes and Playstations basically getting an upgrade, right? So whenever you develop for the Xbox, you know that the next time you the Xbox series is going to launch something as an upgrade you know that your game is going to run well because you uh you aimed for the lowest possible configuration now what i understood the new Xbox series is doing right now is that they're basically stripping stripping a bunch of stuff and lowering the hardware uh configuration right so yeah yeah instead of going for 4k you have
0: yeah, you, you have, have 2K 1080p. or whatever, 10 yeah, exactly. 80, yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: what... And that could be a problem because now you need to go back into your game and tune stuff because you didn't you didn't aim for the lowest possible configuration.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I so, I think that they, I think they're that... feeling like the console console market is holding them back like from doing the things that they want to do. It's it's like they 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 see you know they see the the PS5 as a, a big upgrade to the PS4 Pro and the Xbox Series X is also a big upgrade actually in in terms of if we're just counting teraflops um the Xbox Series X is more powerful than the PS5 but i think that they 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 see the series because it's like you said you're aiming for the lowest right so if they're always going to aim for the lowest, which is the Series S, um, they feel like they're being held back by the Series S from actually maximizing the performance that they could get on a Series X, for example. Um, it's Xbox. not only
1: that. Um, <clears throat> when Whenever you're releasing the game, you've already gone into the performance thing so much that you've basically cramped up one millisecond here one millisecond there yeah and you have basically taking your game and stripped away a lot of stuff already in order to be able to publish it so whenever there's a new console that has lower hardware uh, configurations then you need to go back to that tedious thing as to you know get those fps yeah back
0: yeah exactly so i, I think i think um what could happen but i'm not sure is that you know one one alternative is that they do the same thing as they did on pc it's like well you know you have a setting screen and you can either get automated settings for your 1s and 1x or you can tune it yourself um, at the risk of having a worse gaming experience than if you it's like on a pc if you I increase think
1: that would be a really bad, problem, uh, bad solution to yeah the problem. yeah because people, you know, players, they want to have the best thing, best settings, with no cost, and yeah. that's basically not possible.
0: No, no, exactly, and, and and I think I think that you know for for the consumer, that's that's a you know it's a it's a great piece of hardware just because it's fairly cheap. I'm saying, oh, or, or let's let's call it relatively cheap because three hundred dollars isn't cheap for everyone in in this world, but it's relatively cheap. Um, and you you can get a next-gen gaming experience um, on 1080, which a lot of people like. For me, for example, I don't have a 4K TV. Uh, I don't plan on getting one soon because my TV works just fine um so that would be if i was an xbox guy something for me um because it's 1080 i'm not interested in 4k if i were interested in 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 4k in the future maybe i would buy some some upgrade but probably not um and it's a good price um so so for the consumer it's good but for the game developers it does present a problem i mean i was excited about it last week and then until I saw that tweet, I never thought in those t- terms, like, well, yeah, you know, he's kind of right. There, there are some problems here with, um, with developing games on so many variations of the consoles. But um, you get that
1: all the time. It's not, it's not just something for the, for the consoles. It's been around for decades, basically. So it's nothing new, to be honest. It's just that nothing is really set into stone if you're going into consoles now. Which it previously was, yeah, but yeah. whenever you created a game, you basically didn't just use it, do it for the consoles. Uh, you could also do it for PC, right? For it, yeah. Uh, and then they had the same problems. So it's not really something new, in my opinion. But who am I? that guy from id software is probably making more money than i am so <laughs> please don't listen to this guy. <laughs> you who ever
0: said that no but it's i mean yeah that it's a matter of opinion to be honest yeah, it it, is. It it's is. if they think uh, some people were <laughs> some people are commenting that i didn't even know that id software still existed because they because how you state id yeah i, I think so say id yeah uh, i don't know i've, I've heard both <laughs> uh, it's like it sounds cooler with id it's like oh id software oh, fine um but you know yeah like like you said on on pc you get variations i mean people are gonna run all types of configurations so it's a it's a much uh, harder problem to solve and it's solved with a settings menu um and that's just how it is um, yeah yeah exactly i mean you're not gonna solve all the world's problems uh with with just that that's that's just how it is but um yeah it, it's still i mean i understand them if you're only developing for console your world will shift a bit but in general i i think right now i mean if we see this shift because games are coming to the pc that you would never expect to come to pc to be honest i mean uh, like um, uh, what's this called horizons new horizons or what, what yeah yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> that's made from a com- for, from a company that usually just made sony exclusive games i mean they made killzone uh, the killzone games which were awesome um, and they were ex- console exclusive and that took a step to pc which is like what wait a minute is this for real Um, and also
1: i mean i want to take the 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 conversation back towards the game designer's point of view yeah and from a game designer's point of view you want to create experience that everyone can experience as much as possible right and when it comes to horizon zero i'm not really sure how what the legal aspects are for it, uh how they manage to get Sony to say, "Okay, you can release it on p c but uh, say that you create a game not only for console but you want to do you want to further your uh, as a game designer, you want to not only create a game you want to be able to progress your studio as well, so you always have the business aspects to think of yeah and I might think that the the guy who or the guys who designed the game from the beginning or also uh with the next game in mind they might have had the the thoughts going like this hey i've created this super awesome game and our legal staff says that our contract with sony is about to expire so we could probably just do something extra uh, so the next game that we're creating, let's do it for not only uh, the consoles but also try to implement it on PC. Hey, yeah. how do we do it? Yeah, we could we could rewrite our engine to fit PC as well, which could which gives us the opportunity to port the game onto PC. And from there, you have a bunch of optimization stuff, a bunch of mathematics, uh, well, a lot of different. Aspects to the game that needs to be uh, fine-tuned to be able to port uh, to PC, and then whenever you have when you've done that, you have prepared yourself for the you're prepared for the next game, yeah, uh, that you can release. And I'm pretty sure the next game will be released on PC as well, right? Uh,
0: I have no idea to be honest. I I didn't check, but I mean, I was just surprised that it was released on released on PC. That that was. Because I mean, historically they've they've been doing games solely on PS2. If I'm not, you know, I could be wrong, but that's no, they they
1: they have been exclusive. Yeah, since the PS2,
0: so it's like a long time ago.
1: Yeah, and that could be because of the uh, the legal aspects of the studios.
0: Yeah, could be. Yeah,
1: Uh, probably is to be honest um i want i want to go back to there are a couple of things that we've touched on here during the discussion as well we've talked about management uh, as a core thing that be could be good for a game designer but yeah. there's also stuff that like history we said that you said that they they they've created games since what is it nineties something uh, oh. uh, in software.
0: Uh, yeah i mean uh, yeah it has no it hasn't created the uh, horizon zero dawn but its software is oh, yeah, a sorry. yeah yeah, yeah its software is an old company i mean they've they've been since 91 i think uh yeah. so there's so, really games
1: for not only i mean not, the settings of the game have been very varied right it's not basically the same setting all over the place.
0: Yeah, they, they're. I mean, it's software is Doom and Quake,
1: exactly, and, and Wolfenstein 3D and stuff. Yeah, and so, so what they have done is t- basically taking the game, the same game, but added uh, nuances to it. The core gameplay is still the same. You, you do, uh, you shoot monsters or people or whatever, but you have different missions. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm really, really simplifying stuff. And it, if someone for once again, please don't listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what I've taken is the, the, the game designer has really had the chance to explore the the historical aspects of the, the game. So yeah. they've taken the core gameplay and they've coded it and dressed it with different kind of settings. And to be able to do that, you need to not only know what the environment would look like, um, during those time periods but also how would you present the game in such a way that is that it's believable from a player's perspective yeah without removing core aspects to it this ties back to the things that I talked of, uh, talked about previously uh, if you if you're taking a game and just remove all of the programming all of the digital stuff and create a tabletop game of it it's basically the same thing here they're taking the the core loop of the game and redressed it in a different
0: setting yeah yeah we've uh, also talked about uh, oh yeah sorry go on uh, no it's uh it's completely accurate what you're saying um yeah
1: now i'm really not much of an fps guy the the closest thing that i'm uh, that i'm coming to this is valorant and time spears and golden eye those are basically the, the <laughs> FPS games uh, played. Oh, don't forget
0: <laughs> Battlefield. Come on, man.
1: Oh, Battlefield. oh sorry. <laughs> how could I, oh, holy... Sorry.
0: <laughs> we, we, yeah, we were Battlefield, big Battlefield guys back yeah. in the day, so... Holy crap, how could I forget that? Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, and DICE are really good at this. Uh, they are, They're really good at taking the game that you have and add a lot of flavor to it.
0: Yeah.
1: And they're really well-known as well for the game engine, for the Frostbite uh, engine. And there's been a lot of commotion because of it, uh, but that's not because of DICE, but because of EA in general. Yeah. Uh, and one of the things that the designers... Well, this is a triple A studio, so they're probably not really into all of these things as game dev- designers, but say that you would have been an indie studio uh, cramping out the the visual fidelity of the game really you need to know how you can optimize not only code, but also the mathematics behind them. How can you optimize your vector uh, classes and all the math things yeah. to fit onto, um to the hardware, uh, to be able to use the hardware in such a way that you can optimize it uh, using SIMD
0: instructions, for instance. Yeah, yeah. And, and, uh, you know, they've, they've been really good at doing that, to be honest. Um, yeah they're really good yeah they uh they are they i mean they they've been and they're basically putting games out there for every possible console and platform um so did you
1: know that the first games they created were actually Pinball games. Uh, I think it was a love matchmaking game as well. Somewhere (laughs) they did some car racing game in the beginning as well.
0: I had no idea, to be honest. It is
1: really weird. (laughs) (laughs) Well, basically (laughs) nothing. It, nothing in the games that they create nowadays resembles anything <laughs> <laughs> of the previous past
0: well they they uh, every every game studio has their story right yeah, exactly. <laughs> except in software which have been doing doom and quake and doom again and <laughs> all that. but it's it's kind of <laughs> funny that it, i mean to be honest it's kind of funny that it comes from those guys because i mean historically they they made pc games i don't know yeah. about the new doom game if that's out on console, maybe it is. I know that it's out on Nintendo Switch because there was a lot of commotion about that. It was like, oh, oh. it's on the Switch. I can play Doom on the go. Um, and they were bought off by Bethesda. So I I didn't, I mean, to be honest, I didn't even th- think that they existed as id Software anymore. I, I, the people at id Software did do we still exist, uh, but, but <laughs> they just popped out of existence because the company just bought it. But man. They're doing those crazy shit, that crazy shit again. No, but but, but magic. <laughs> voodoo yeah. magic, yeah, voodoo magic. No, but, but yeah, man, but <laughs> but but. But it's—I uh, didn't know that they existed as its software. Uh, still, I thought they were like, oh, okay, we're now Bethesda, and we're still doing our thing, but we're Bethesda. But you know, I can understand where they where they're coming from. And also, um, if we're going back to the skills, like I—I th- I think I'm gonna say this just because I'm a programmer, but I think you know, programming is an important skill um in any development um and especially if you're an indie designer I, I i think that grab some courses there's a lot of knowledge if you don't know programming and programming is the thing that was holding you back from making your game there are courses online you can take there's a lot of, of, of information there are ebooks that you can read um, and the best thing is just do it yourself you know, practice, uh, try different things, try to do a simple calculator because that, that's how it starts. Do your hello world and, and all that. Um, and, you know, it's not as hard as it seems. It can be extremely painful and difficult. Like you're saying, like you want to optimize something for a specific for some specific hardware um, and you have to go in very, very deep into compilers, and you know which compiling flags you want to use on different classes, and how you want to pack everything up, and how you do, you, how do you want the instruction set, which instruction set to be used, and, and stuff like that. I mean, you can go in very, very deep, um, but it doesn't have to be uh, that difficult unless you're doing something very, very specific, uh, I guess. Um, but I mean, yeah. you could
1: create it you could you could compare it to filmmaking right it, say that the computer that you're creating the engine that you're using is your camera you don't actually know you don't have to know exactly how which i s o uh standard you want to use for the lighting what depth of, depth of field you want to use yeah. to just get the 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 movie shot now, of course, yeah. it's not. It's probably not going to give you an Oscar because of it uh, for the best mo- indie movie ever. But it's still something to get you going. And it's same. It's the same thing here with the with the programming things. Yeah. If you don't know programming, just get to know programming. I would advise against it, to be honest. Uh, to create a game, uh, if you're uh, if you don't know anything about programming, start off creating something that is basically uh, a replica of Pac-Man or a replica of tic-tac-toe and start simple
0: yeah that's that's true
1: work your way up because just having a game you know the x-ball i think there was a long time ago there was a a game called the x-ball and do you know how many flavors there are out there i mean they're in the minions and (laughs) every time i see one of those flavors i get annoyed before i take a step back and i realize that hey the guys that created this put an extra effort into these parts, uh, visual fidelity or extra physic- physics or, say, ray-traced explosion thingy. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. mean, every, every game has something that they bring, unless you're doing acid flips, which you shouldn't. Uh, but whenever you create a game, if you're a newbie, even if you're – a simple uh, someone who wants to create a game but doesn't really know how there are a lot of stuff really valuable stuff on both the unreal engine and the unity engine
0: yeah and and just I, to get your uh, feet wet and i i think when when you're focusing on learning programming i mean you, you don't have to focus on the graphics that much because graphics take time it's like and and it's it's not you know it's not the focus the focus is that you should learn programming. So in in learning how to do programming and how to do different things, you can do a command line game. Um you don't you know, I've have seen
1: games done in, in PowerPoint.
0: No. Oh, i yeah. actually done yeah. it myself. Yeah. <laughs> it's
1: really fun to do. <laughs> but really why would you do that?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah but that's can, one of the great really mysteries. Yeah. I've seen games in Excel to be honest i mean yeah, yes, full the game flip.
1: engine might, made in excel
0: yeah it's amazing <laughs> i mean i i have to give it up to those guys because it's yeah it's a lot of hard work to do that but still why 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 would you do that
1: <laughs> yeah, hard work for a little very very little uh re- return yeah
0: yeah that that's what we call a passion project right <laughs>
1: exactly you do it just because you want to show off
0: uh, yeah exactly but but you know in programming you can you can create a command line game just to train programming because graphics aren't a part of it and you know actually in the
1: early game uh, sorry max uh, in the early days games were exactly that
0: yeah 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 Command
1: line. Uh, you usually i think dungeons and dragons were kind of like that you know the roguelikes roguelike games uh yeah i was really struggling with why did people call this genre A roguelike roguelike game and for the longest time i really wondered then i googled it because uncle google helped me do stuff (laughs) (laughs) um and it 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 turns out that the the first the rogue game was actually a a metroidvania basically but Mm -hmm. done in the command line okay cool and you had this uh, fog of war kind of a thing you would explore uh, in different areas and yeah, Whenever you met a monster, you had a couple of different commands that you can say, hey, strike, uh, yeah. dodge, etc." And that's where this term comes from.
0: Okay, that's cool. That was uh, cool to know.
1: <laughs> yeah, I've, but... I've had really hard time just to get, I mean, why would you call something roguelike? Yeah. Which part of this is resembling a rogue? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, well, yeah, I mean, command-like games can be fun and and they're a great source of training because they go fast and you can focus on exactly what you want to do i mean you know it depends on what you want to do and where you want to go with their career as well because if you want to work for the big studios then you have to ask yourself okay do i want to work when i would graphic design do i want to work with the modeling do i want to work with ui design um or, or game design exactly or game engine design you know it's it's um whatever whatever you want to work with, then you have to start training on that specific uh, skill set because, you know, working with game engine design, that's definitely programming. It's going to be there and probably pretty low-level programming, so you have to learn. But for indies, I mean, sadly, you, you have to master several of these skills. I mean, you can't say that one is more important than the other because a game without sound is something that nobody will play. And a game with shitty sound is some something that... That's even worse. That's even worse, exactly. <laughs> I was going to say that. um And a game without any mechanics is also something that nobody wants to play. So sadly, you know, as an indie, none of these is more important than the other. All are equally important, to be honest. I be- would
1: really, really want to stress, if you want to get into game design, then you should... Even if you... If you just want to create a game, go into tabletop game design because that's basically you basically need the exact same same things to design a game without the skills needed to create the game.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: The difference being that whenever you do a tabletop game, whenever you do your action, that is basically just one step, whereas in the in a computer game or digitized game. One step could mean something over a period of, say, three seconds. You have an animation going, you have sounds playing, you have yeah, visual yeah. effects popping off, uh, you have an enemy coming at you, uh, you have boulders uh, rolling, etc. And those things are basically just clutter in the, in the grand scheme of things because whenever you create a game, you create the game core loop. And you design the for the core loop. And if it's against the core loop, you should just remove it because uh, it will, in the end, uh, come and bite you.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's like you said, those those are just additions, but they don't actually change the core of the game. I mean, from a game designer's perspective, you know, you have have a situation with enemies and blah, blah. Those are just mechanics, Uh, animations and all that. Those are just like you said it's clutter of course it enhances the experience for the player and 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 all that but it
1: touches on psychology and those you you exactly want the player to feel empowered whenever they do something but in the end it's just something that encapsulates the core
0: exactly it's 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 nothing that you know from a game designing perspective you wouldn't you know change anything it doesn't affect it in any way it's it's the same thing um those are just additions extras that you can get with 3d for example Um,
1: yeah i mean you still need to uh you still need to address the economic side of the game for instance say that you have uh let you strike a monster within the tabletop game and you kill it and you get the axe of superpower megatron whatever that is that's a cool axe i want that <laughs> a <super> axe <laughs> where's the 3d a- printer a- when you need one <laughs> it's, it's got mega in it it's gotta be cool um so whenever you have that you you immediately need to think in terms of systems uh so can you sell it can you empower it can you add buffs to it can you um throw it can you i mean there are a yeah. couple of things that need to be addressed yeah. in terms of game core logic and that doesn't matter if you do it in real life in on the tabletop version it would be a really cool axe to carry around uh in real life if i had the chance Mm -hmm. megatron
0: yeah yeah no but yeah Um, so yeah and that's uh that's uh that's how it is i mean um and then you have like i was thinking as well for indies like you maybe you need to master photoshop um maybe you need to master animation like you said in the beginning um maybe you also need to master something with 3d modeling it all depends i mean you can i i think we talked about this in some earlier episode i mean you can outsource these things but it also depends on yeah Uh, yeah
1: but that costs a lot of money exactly balance that
0: Yeah, yeah. so it's it's the financial problem there as well. So, I mean, for an indie that wants to do everything themselves, they have to master all these skills, um, and then they all become equally important. Some indies, you know, might not, because not everybody has an artistic feeling for everything, and not everybody has, uh, you know, not the skill set to 3D model, because you can have the skill set, but you still could be bad at 3d modeling that's it's just something wrong exactly
1: that is is worse than actually do it uh, uh or yeah sorry
0: yeah exactly i mean it's it's like you said you can you can do it in the wrong way um, or you can do it in the right way, but if you don't have the artistic feeling for it, I mean, we we're all different. So if if you don't have it, then it, it it's gonna be hard. So you're gonna have to outsource some things. Um, but if you have all of these things, then you're gonna have to master them all. And then, um, I mean, when we started this episode, I don't think we ever was we're gonna do any ranking of the skill sets. Like this is more important than that because there are they are all important in their own way they all contribute to creating a complete and fun game for the players to play so they're all equally important like we said you know a game with Mm. bad textures or bad 3d models is not something that anybody would like to play it's the same with sound it's the same with the coding underneath if it's buggy and and yeah. crashes a lot, and you know has low FPS and all that. Those are all things that are important. That's the the world of game uh, game development. Sadly, I mean. Um,
1: um, you gave me a question, uh, a challenge there. To be honest, <laughs> when you when you throw out things like that, be prepared to be challenged. Okay. Um, the thing is, I think there are some things that need to be a bit more important than. The actual skills needed, like for instance, 3D modeling. Uh, I think one of the thing things that isn't really for for game designs per se, but more of of a human thing, is you need to be able to be looking at things objectively, and in context of, uh, for instance, in this case, games. So you need to be able to, to critique it and take it for what it is it's not really a critique towards you it's a critique towards the project and this isn't something that works for the game and i think that that would probably if i had to rank anything that would be the absolute number one for me because you need to be able to strip out a lot of shit a lot
0: of crap yeah and I, i agree with you i mean you you don't have to take it personal that's the thing it's it's like you said it's a critique on the game it's not on you as a person nobody's saying that you know you're bad at it or anything like that it's just maybe don't they don't think it works that and i have one more actually and that's not giving up it's like just keep fighting yeah exactly you you need to persevere it's gonna happen I mean for people like that that feel like oh you know programming oh shit or um, oh photoshop oh damn I haven't used that and it, you know you're going to get used to it you're going to learn it it's just a matter of time you just have to put time into it that's how it is with everything because everybody nobody knew everything when they were born sadly <laughs> it would have I been did. very cool okay <laughs> juice knew I, we, was, you, I was
1: born an old dude and then i <laughs> <it> was <Frank. laughs> made a movie out of me i don't know benjamin what, what buttons it, oh but, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no but it's it's like it's not giving up and 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 yeah. understanding that things take time um, you know, different people learn at different rates. Yeah. Sorry. Go one ahead. of
1: the things. One of the things that I that people tend to forget nowadays is that. Well, the problems with with games nowadays is they they present you a a way towards a solution to a problem too quickly, in my opinion. Yeah. And if they don't do it, then they take a shortcut in another way, which is basically giving you an an area where you can beat other people. Because yeah. when you do that, you immediately create this infinite kind of uh, game space where every outcome is different because you can't really uh know what the opponent is going to do unless you're playing chess or those kinds of games where you're supposed to lead them in a certain area yeah. um but other than that, people tend to forget that playing hard games or games that are really about teaching yourself perseverance or uh well for instance let's just take real life for it for as a matter of fact. Uh one of the things that really that really really bugs me is that people say that games are basically a waste of time. You should go and play soccer. Oh, for yeah. instance. Yeah. And the reasons why people people tend to forget that if you play soccer, yeah of course you're gonna get better at it and you're gonna get a lot of uh, Benefit from it, but the same thing also applies to games. Yeah, and the yeah. more you play shoot 'em ups, for instance, you don't really get to learn just point and click. You get to learn tactics. You get to learn millisecond split decision making, for yeah. instance. Yeah. Those 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 things are they actually matter, and especially from a game designer perspective, where you really want to teach people something with your game. Yeah, you don't really teach them. You don't give them the solutions nowadays. In my opinion, many games do that. They give you the solutions uh, very, very quickly. Quickly, uh, but as a good game designer, I think your job is to give them puzzles and just wait for them to give come up with the solutions. You can hint on stuff, but I would rather not. But That's yeah. just me.
0: Yeah. Well, we're past yeah. the hour mark as well, um, and. Can, I think we can end here. I mean, if um, yeah. if uh, you guys listening have any other skills that you find important, you can comment on uh, our anchor or you can uh, comment on Instagram as well at puzzling.passion. Um, so, um, yeah. Thank you for this week, Juicy. Always a nice yeah, conversation. Yeah, really.
1: Uh, and it we'll really see you next pleasure. week. Yeah, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, and bye-bye to you listeners. Yep, bye-bye.